So we saw that there's three kinds of chiva. There's one kind of chiva which is important because it's the way of dealing with the consequence of a veil. As we know that if a person that ends as Navera, so there's a concept of punishment. And there's a process of chiva which deals with punishment. That we know from Rabbeinia, we know from the Rambam, that the chiva which takes away the oinish, so to speak, the punishment, is a chiva which is based on a person changing themselves. Whether it's stopping to the Avera, Harata, is a process of chiva which, so to speak, a person can do not to get punished. But now it is learning of Shechayim is a different kind of chiva. And that is that there's a, besides for the punishment or reward that a person is uh, likely to get, there's a second element also, and that is that a person gets disconnected from Hashem when he does Naver. Uh, it might be a little bit, depending how serious Naver is. You saw if it's Chas a person's high of courage, he gets, uh, part of him gets completely disconnected. And uh, depending how many Averis a person does. So this is the second kind of Chiva, the Chiva of reconnection. And that's a different process. And the process here that we learned about Nefesh Shachayim is that if a person, so to speak, from whatever level he still has, so he wants to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu, then Hashem's response is to send down a Kayach on the Shemaim, which, so to speak, is stronger than the Kayach of the Tzim which is holding it. And that's the important, that you said Nefesh Shachayim is interested in. The same idea of the chain, which connects all the parts of the person. Which on the one hand is being held with the by the Neshama's connection to Hashem. On the other hand, when part of it gets the lowest parts of the chain, the person's nefesh is ruach, get caught up in the koichas of Ra, of Tumas that pulled down, and now that part of that person gets stuck in the morass of Tumas, like a person's that last time gets stuck in quicksand. He can't extricate himself, and therefore needs a stronger koich milamalo which can put him out. And it's always like that. A person's ability to do chiva is ready to ask Hashem to bring him back. To ask Hashem to bring him back, like we said, Hashivein Hashem Elecho, because there's a new Kayach which comes in Shemayim, which is str- which is strong enough to pull him back out again. Now, this Kayach has a name. And so we talk about Yom Kippur Elat. We talk about the difference between Kapara and Tara. Kapara is atonement. A person does something wrong, and they don't want to get punished. So there's a way to Mechapar is they don't get punished. But there's a second element also, and that's Tyra. What's the Chiva of Tyra? The Chiva of Tyra is that if a person's connected to Ra, that's what we call Tumma. A person's stuck within, enmeshed within the world of Tumma. And the process of Tyra is to disconnect from that Tumma. And here's the important point. A person can't retire himself. He can be bought at Tyra. He can want to retire. He can ask Hashem to retire him. But the entire process is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends down a Kayach Kedusha which extricates him. And let's go to the famous mission, the last mission in him, which everyone knows. And you'll see this is exactly what the mission says. Amr Rabbi Akiva. Ashrechem Yisrael. Itnei mi atem retiring. Umi retire eschem. In front of you, are you trying to retire yourselves? And who's the one who brings you tire? How does tire happen? How does tire happen? In front of Hashem. Hashem will matahir us. Hashem will matahir us. How? By connecting, reconnecting us. The Koyach of Kedusha. So the person then detaches from the Koyach of Ra. That's Hashem's matahir us. 
And same thing we say in the Pasuk about Yom Kippur. The Malim Yom Kippur can be Yemazer, Yechapra Leichem, Tzairizchem. Besides for the Kapara, which is the Hashem will punish us, there's also the aspect of Tzairah. That a person can detach from the Kayach of Ra. That he's a Kaddish Baruch to do. That we can try we can try to do Chavah to ask for Tyra, but Lamaiz, the process of Tyra, is the process that comes from Hashemayim. And that's, uh, that's what's called Tyra. It's, it's, when a person is still connected to a Dovah, Tommy, he stays Tommy. As long as a person is holding on to a Sheretz, or as long as a person is in the same house as a dead body, whatever it is, he'll remain Tommy. Tyra only begins when a person detaches from whatever was being with Tamayim. And the same you said over here, we talk on the spiritual level. So as long as a person is still connected to whatever Chedek of Ra, is connected to him, is connected himself to, he remains Tommy. It's only when, I, when he can disconnect from that, then it's time to become Torah again. And then we saw the last two points, that this idea that a person can, wants to reconnect, and that will cause a new Kayach to come, in a Shemayim, which will, so to speak, reattach them to Tyro, doesn't only have to be through Chiva, we saw it can also be through Yehoshim Rabba, and it can also be through learning Torah. Torah says in Tmimah and Shiva Snafesh, we learned that the Torah, which is Tmimah, a person learns Torah properly, so that's Meshiva Snafesh. It brings a new Kayach Ben Hashemayim, which can even be made the Nefesh. That's a very interesting Rambam. A Rambam I've heard from from Midim of Hebron 50 years ago, from Chaskal Sarn, the Shiva always used to, every year, he used to talk about this Rambam and Yom Kippur. And the Rambam says like this. It's the Rambam in Perak Zayin of Hilchus Shiva. The Rambam says, Come and see how great the Kayach of Shiva is. How do we see that? So it says, Esmol, yesterday. Yesterday meaning before a person does Shiva, he was Rachik from Hashem. He was Kari. It's called disgusting, abominable by Hashem. Mispalel ve'enoinene. He would daven, and Hashem wouldn't answer his tefillahs. Oisem mitzvahs. He would do mitzvahs. V'torfim oisem b'fana. They would get ripped up. That's something which we need to understand. Just as an aside. What does it mean that mitzvahs get ripped up? But before a person did shiva, he was far from Hashem. He was called disgusting. His tefillahs are the answers, his mitzvahs are torn up. That was Esma. Vahayayim. And the day that he has done Shiva, so he's Karev, he starts to Hashem, Nika Ohuf, he's beloved, beloved. Misparel Vadanim Yad. He davens and immediately he's answered. Ayse mitzvahs of a Kabri Mursa Baratan. He does mitzvahs and Hashem accepts him happily. So we see the dramatic change between. Before Chava and after Chava. Before Chava, Tefillahs aren't answered, Mitzvahs aren't accepted, a person's considered disgusting in Hashem's eyes, as well that after Chava, everything changes around. What Rav Sina always used to point out in this was it doesn't take a long time. It's Esmol Hayom. Yesterday was like this, and today is like that. Such a dramatic shift. A person says to Chava, yesterday he was very far, today is very close. You always talk about Yom Kippur, that between yesterday and today, a person can affect such a major change in himself. But what's going on? What's the Rambam talking about? Exactly what we just discussed. The Rambam is not talking about the level of 
kapara for alveris, which means punishment or not punishment. The Ram is descri- describing the person's done alveris as being distant from Hashem. And therefore, like he says, he's rachik. That's why he's considered shikots for te'eva, because if you look in the Tanakh, the Yetzirah is called the shikots for te'eva. Shaket, shaktenu, v'ta'ev, t'ta'ven. And if a person is connected with that, then that's what he is considered also. And if his tefillahs aren't answered, his mitzvahs aren't wanted, it's a sign he's far from Hashem. That's the result of chet. When a person has connected himself to the Ra and distanced himself from Hashem, so that's what it looks like after doing the chet. But the tshuva we're talking about, the tshuva that a person has that they can reconnect themselves, can change everything around. When a person reconnects to Hashem, so now, he's considered, now he's considered close, he's considered beloved, his tefillahs are accepted, his, his mitzvahs are beratzoin, because now is the matter of being close to Hashem. That's the matter we're talking about. The matter of the difference between when a person is detached himself from Hashem by connecting to Ra, when a person wants to reattach to Hashem, so to speak, and then, then he comes back to the way he was meant to be. But the important point to know is that a person can't do that by himself. A person can want to get there by himself, but what it needs is a kayak which is more than the person has. And we said previously that uh, a person maybe is able to fight the Satan. He definitely isn't able to, once he's already been caught by the Satan, to bring himself out of that. And that's why he needs a certain ziyad dishmai. It's a certain kayak milamalo, which is Hashem's yad, which is partial to Kabul Shon. Hashem's hand, which is stretched out, and is there to pull people up. Whoever wants to grab the hand, other. But it's a kayak with, coming from milamalo, which re, 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 so to speak, pulls people out of where they are and brings them closer to where they're meant to be. Okay, so now we spoke about the concept. Now we're going to focus specifically on what kind of learning Torah does this work for. When does learning Torah have this Lema'ila? Over Vista Kizrahi, he says that Lema'isa, with the Torah, what the Apostle tells us about a person in his Torah, it has the same effect. The Gemara says, the Mishnah says, really, Birgavas, the Mishnah says that anybody is sitting and learning Torah, so, any place where a person learns Torah, Hashem comes. So then, if the question of we're talking about is reconnection, so Torah also works as a reconnection. Wherever a person is learning Torah, Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes. And that's what we're going to see in Parak A person has to be learning Torah Lishma. So when a time when a person is learning Torah Yishma, the definition of Yishma of Rechaim Vedajan, he says here, I'll say again many times in the Sefer, means to keep the Torah. I'm learning Torah to know what Hashem wants me to do. I'm learning Torah, like the Mishnah says, I want to know what Hashem wants, and that's why I'm learning the Torah. So what effect does the Torah have on the person? The Torah is Kufay, it purifies a person the whole way, from the top to the bottom. The koyach which Torah brings down to a person penetrates and goes through all the levels of a person. And where does he know this from? Here's the Midrash. In Midrash, in the Gemara in Brachos, it says, Ka'aholin yitoyo ba'bilam tzuvah. Yizalmai midalyoi, right? The, the, the water should flow from the spring. Ka'aholin yitoyo, that they planted like tents. 
So what's the connection between the tent and the river? As the Gemara asks, Lama Nislecha Alim Lenechalim And the Gemara has an interesting answer. Man Nechalim Malim Esa Adam Etum Lataira If a person would table in a river, it works like a mikveh. So he went in town and he comes out to Ahalim Malim Esa Adam Mikavchor Mikavchos Ahalim means a place a person sitting and learning. That also can have the same effect on a person. Again, Shadash Chazal just like when it comes to a person who wants to come tame, who wants to come tar, and the mikveh has to cover his whole body, when a person goes partially into the mikveh and puts his other hand in his other leg and wherever it is later, it doesn't work. It has to be at one time his whole body is in the water. Same thing if a person wants to tar it to matarium, it has to be it's completely osuk, it's completely focused, immersed in tar. And therefore, just like a person is able to matire, to refine, to purify his whole body when he's, through the Isaac and Torah mitzvahs, not just the person, like we said, he's a microcosm of the world, and the same levels which are there in a person are in the world as well, and therefore, the Imura Torah is matire the whole world. We saw before him is dakhim or mitzitarim or misalim. And that's something which the world doesn't understand. Let's explain this for a moment. But something Nefesh Achayim himself comes to Shara which is the Shara Torah, is going to explain in much more detail. But just the concept which we'll talk about now because he brought it up. And that is, that is an important insight. Right? And Ferdinand thinks about what's the effect of Torah on the world? What's the effect Torah has on the world? It's not just that the people who are learning Torah become the Menech the people who learn the Torah know the Torah, then they can go and teach, or Paskin will understand wherever it is. The effect of Torah in the world is that Torah brings Ruchnis down to the world. Torah brings Kedusha down to the world. Just like for the person, like we said, Torah sets in motion a process which is Matari the person. And the amazing thing here is that it, has to, it can even be without the person realizing it. If a person sits and learns Torah properly, and the Dagesh is on properly, because otherwise, like I said, if it's not done, the person is also it doesn't work. If a person sits and focuses on learning Torah, it's going to have an effect on him. It's going to make him talk. Right? Without him realizing it, the same thing happens to the whole world. When when Klaish are sitting and learning Torah, as they should do, so we made it, the whole world gets affected. It's a that that uh, when today it's called Lev but in its previous name, the idea of going out to teach people. Um, or to try and carry people. It's a organization was called Pe'ilim. Person's organization on a different name. Um, when they originally asked the Gedalim at the time, Rav Shach, and the Stifler, what's the Ma'alach? Do you want to go out and talk to someone who's completely non-religious and try and uh, explain Yiddishkeit to him, try and convince him to make major changes in his lifestyle, in his ideology, in his direction? What's the way to do it? And amazingly enough, the answer they got was, don't do that. After the after the then what? Then whatever you want. Learn with the Kam, learn with the Just learn Torah with them, because it's, the Kaiach of learning Torah itself will make people change. That's not who came from. It's true that those people who want to discuss philosophy and discuss life and discuss whatever questions they have on the, the idea of religion, but Lemaise, if a person is just willing to sit and learn Torah, that already can make a difference in their life. Okay, so that's the kayak what you're talking about now. 
and therefore, Nevesh Chaim comes out of the Kiddush. Va'adam hayasher ha'ayved ha'amiti. A person who really wants to serve Hashem. Le'yefanet da'itu machshavtoi ve'es avidos le'yismarach shmai. A person who doesn't get distracted, doesn't lose focus when he's serving Hashem. Afidu k'deh la'alois ulatar gufi v'nafsheh. Even to start to do things to mature himself, his body, by focusing on bringing more kedusha and tara down to the world, that's what causes the tikkun. That's what brings the change. And it's the same as we said before. A person's focus in trying to mature, trying to bring more kedusha down, isn't necessarily on what I need to do. To retire myself from what's the other way around. Kedusha comes with a matter. As long as I'm doing something, like I'm learning Torah, for example, to bring it to this world, maybe it's going to happen. What he is coming to say here is that it's not like either people need to do things to, to, to generate Torah. Adrava, it comes with a matter. But what it to do is to, so to speak, act as a channel, find a way to bring. Whatever is going to bring condition to this world. We're talking about territory. We see this concept already by the obvious. Even after the obvious. They kept the term before it was given. Noyach and Chanoich and Shem and Ever and Abram, whatever it's going to be, Yitzhak and Yaakov. So how did Noyach know which animals to tar and which animals were not tar? How did they know which animals they had to bring two of? And which animals they had to bring seven of? Say Chazal, we can. Shalamud Noachter, Noach knew the halachas. He knew which which species are which. Somebody the Gemara says in Yom Kippur, Abraham Avinu is called a Torah Shleinitna. Abraham Avinu comes from the Torah, and he finds many other places also. By other tzaddikim, right? But he comes from the Torah. Talks about the Shvatim, talks about Yosef, the Shemim, he comes from the Torah. So why would they keep the Torah? So he explains. Lo yishayim mitzvim ve'oisim kach mitzaladin. No one had commanded them to keep the Torah. It was, this was before Matan Torah. If the Hashem had commanded them to keep the Torah, then they would have done it because Hashem told them to. In other words, not because it was they, they understood the importance of it, but because they were instructed. Which means, Even if they were understood, the fee, the church, and the shaman, what they were meant to do. Right? If they're being commanded by Hashem to do something, they were the ones they were told. And if that's the case, on the one hand, we find cases where the obvious keep the Torah. On the other hand, we find cases where the obvious didn't keep the Torah. The famous example is Yaakov. Yaakov married two sisters. The Torah says, Nanada married two sisters. Am- Amram, the father of Moshe, married Yechev, who was his aunt. The Torah says, Nanada married aunt. So, Manashach. If the obvious kept the whole Torah, so how do we find Yaakov and Amram, for example, didn't keep the whole Torah? They did something with the Torah, says also. And if it wasn't important to keep the Torah, so why is it a Shevach? When you find Yosef, Avram, Neach, whoever it was, you do keep the Torah. So it's a question. It's a question. The Rebbe Chaim was obviously worried about this question because he answered it more than one place. Let me say after what his answer is. He says that he, there's another time that Rechaim talks about it in his Akdamov to the parish of the Vilna Gaon and the Zohar. And what the 
Nevis Chaim explains the Alset in first because he explains more by Harchava, more detail, and you'll see that's what he's alluding to here as well. Nevis Chaim says over there that before Hashem instructed people to keep a mitzvah, there was mitzvah. And when Hashem gave us the mitzvah, said you have to keep mitzvah, then we obligate, we forced to keep the mitzvah. But before that happened, in the time of the harvest, before the Torah was given, there was no tzivui, there was no direct instruction to keep mitzvahs. So why did the office keep the mitzvahs? Explain the Shachayim. Because the office understood the ramifications in Shemayim that each mitzvah would cause. We learned at the beginning of the Shachayim of Shachayim, each Maisa Odom has an effect. Everything a person does triggers the result in Shemayim. We are blind to that. We aren't aware of it. We don't understand what the results are. So we can't see us doing, ourselves doing a mitzvah and the fact that it's having a Shemayim. We can't see Chas Hashem who's doing a Veira and what it's destroying in Shemayim. Sorry? There are times that Chazal pointed out things that did it. So I'm going to explain. So part of asking girls is going to be part of what I'm going to explain. So therefore, says Nashachayim, the principle of what the obvious did or didn't do was based on the understanding of the effect it was going to cause. Since they understood the effect of their Maisim, what they kept or didn't keep wasn't because they were Mitzvah to keep. Well, not Mitzvah to keep, because Hashem hadn't been Mitzvah to keep. But it was based on their understanding of what's going to happen if I do this. And therefore, since they understood that what they were doing had effects in Shemaim, so they could see themselves. When would something have a good effect? And that's what's worth doing. What am I doing, which is a dangerous effect or a negative effect? That's what they wouldn't do. Right? Nebuch Chaim there says, this is Kamuvan. Even if a person they will understand these things, and even if a person there was on the level to see the effect in Shemaim of his Maisim, it wouldn't make any difference to us. Because once Hashem has told us, do this and don't do that, so now if you mitzvah him, we're obligated to listen to what Hashem told us to do. But, before there were being mitzvah, before there was a tzivah, which means at a time when the reason to keep the Torah was based on the results that we see the Torah is going to have, so that's the case, there would be a marker for Yaakov to marry two sisters, if you could see it, in the Shemayim, there was something to, so to speak, this is for what he was meant to do. In other words, the tzivah to keep the Torah was based on the effect, not on the instruction. But if there been instruction, then once there's an instruction, then there's no, there's no other way, there's no other option. Once Shem says you have to do something, the fact that the person thinks that things will be better if he does different isn't, doesn't make a difference. He's what he has to do. But when Hashem hasn't instructed a person, then he has to think, based on the fact, is what's the best thing for me to do? What's going to have the best effect? Let's make an emotion today. Right? No one's instructing you uh, which yeshiva to go to. There's no Shemaim, you must go to this yeshiva. So if that's the case, there's no, I mean, I have a mitzvah to learn Torah, but where to learn, who to learn from? There's no, I don't have a mitzvah on that. So how, well, how am I going to decide? I'm going to decide based on where I think I'm going to learn the best, because I think it's going to have the best effect on me, wherever it's going to be. I'm going to gain the most. But let's say, Luyat Tzir, the person's thinking about it, which, which of the options I have is the one which is best for me. Luyat Tzir, you become a Novi. And Hashem will say to him, I'm instructing you to go learn in this place. If that's the case, then all the Cheshbonists don't make a difference anymore. Right? As long as I wasn't instructed, and if I'm doing what I think is the best thing to do, so then I can decide, based on how I understand what the result's going to be. Yeah, but since when can someone do something that's possible? Like, when does that like... Oh, you're going to get there. Masha'en when once Hashem has been mitzvah something, so then I don't have any options anymore. If that's the case, let's go back to what we said before. When Avram Avinu kept Karatari Ratshulanetna, the understanding is Avram understood what's the effect of what I'm doing, and it even if I'm not being with Sovet to do it, but I understand that it's Kedai for the results it's going to cause, that's what I'm going to do. Then it comes, the story comes to Yaakov Avinu. 
and Yaakov was he meant to marry Rachel and Leah? Kenira Yaakov understood that whatever, in order to build the Klai Yisrael to have the Shvatim, he needed to marry Rachel and Leah. Was it also for him to marry Rachel and Leah? At this time, not. Hashem didn't tell him not to. Today it would be Asr. Today it's a Tzibri. Don't marry two sisters. So yes, at the time of Yaakov, there was no such Tzibri. So it wasn't Asr. But why didn't Yaakov keep the Tzibri, which he knew Hashem was going to give in the future? So that's never Shechem's answer. He has to say that because, based on the fact that he saw that he had to have 12 Shvatim, some of them were going to come from Rachel, some of them were going to come from Leah, so he understood the feed the circumstance that was the right thing for him to do. Now, again, we aren't in a position to make those kind of decisions because for us, everything's a Tzibri. Unless we find those areas where, like I said, which is really going to learn that kind of question, which is not which is the person to go back to the Cheshman. What do I think is best for me? When am I going to gain the most? Meaning, before the Torah was given, there were times where there were exceptions to the Torah. Right. Because it wasn't in the Tzibri. So the, once the Torah was given, there's no 100%. Once the Torah is given, then it's an absolute instruction, there's no possibility otherwise. Right. And therefore, that's the theory that inside. Rak mitar has a gossip, but Torah sikhlam. Because they were on the level to realize what the achievements, the effects of any mitzvah they did would have on the Elamis and something the other way around, if they didn't have error, the Pgom Magdolim, the tremendous destruction, Vachurban Varissa, the Churban, which would be caused Chasa Shalom, Shiyagubahem, Imlayakayamun, because they didn't do the mitzvahs, based on that, what they did. So we made it, that's what that's what I decided. This is something which in the circumstances is going to cause a positive effect, and that's why we agreed to do it. And this is something which would be destructive, which would be a reason not to do it. That was the question of the obvious. And we asked the question before, how did Nayak know which animals were Tahirim? So the answer is the same thing. He saw where each kind of animal was getting its chiyos from. Why? This is something we first just mamish worth out of the zayr. The zayr says, why can't we eat all different kinds of animals? The zayr says there's some animals which their nefesh comes from the side of tarah. They have a tarah nefesh. An animal which is a tarah nefesh we're allowed to eat. It's not going to have a bad effect on us. But there's some animals which have a tome nefesh. We know all animals have a nefesh, that's what keeps them alive. Some of them are, are, tome, are tome nefesh, and that's the case. Eating a tome animal is going to connect us to tome. It's nefesh, is tome. And therefore, the others who saw that, we could see which animals were tome, which animals were tar, we made that understand which ones are going to be kosher or not. It's an interesting thing. When the Torah talks about the, tar, the kosher and non-kosher animals, it doesn't say oser and muta, or kosher and trey, for you call today. It talks about the behemoth tahira, the behemoth shenena tahira. The ones which are tar, which means they're connected to a source which is tar. And those animals which are not are enena tar, they're tummy animals. Even today we call it the non kosher animals tummy. Why? Because it's connected to a source of tummy. And therefore, anybody who was sensitive enough to pick that up, like the was, like the obvious were, they would be able to differentiate between tar and tummy based on. Even without a tibi, we based on where they felt it. It's kaiach, it's so to speak, it's nefesh is coming from. And that's the starting point that uh, the nefesh chayim wants to tell us. We'll see next time what he wants to do with this about how, therefore, we see the ability of understanding Torah 
to understand what the effect of things has, how that's connected to how the Torah affects the person. We'll see you next time.